everyone. Hi. It's me. It's Bridget. And I'm Lauren. And you're choosing to listen to Gateway Anime. I feel like I'm a late night radio host. And you're choosing to listen to Gateway Anime 107.3. Is that your sexy radio voice? Thanks for tuning in. I don't want to do it anymore. (laughs) I'm trying to think of of something. I'm so tired. I can't do this. Wait. (laughs) No, I'm not even going to try. It's just going to be so... So bad. Do it. You're no. listening to 107.3 Gateway Anime. You're home for all weebs. No. Hello, everybody. You're listening to what? <laughs> Why did you plug your nose? I was itching it, and then it just kind of happened. And it just felt, felt right. right. It felt appropriate. Maybe we should do it like <sighs> a like a weird early 20s. Hey, Hello, everyone! Welcome here to welcome. Gateway Anime. <laughs> welcome here on the twenty fourth. Oh, I went sportscaster. That's not <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so we're not made for radio. We're made for podcasts. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh goodness! Facts. Uh, uh, hi. The listener- <laughs> listeners can't <coughs> can't see this, but I'm wearing our Gateway Anime shirt. I got us. Oh yeah, you are. I Which, should I should have worn mine. <laughs> Bummer. I wore mine because I had a meeting in person at work today, and it was just shameless self promotion. I love it. I had to re-meet the re-meet the guest relations team, and was like, "Oh, what did I do recently? I just made this podcast. Here's our shirt." And I was like, "Wow, I'm really cheesy, but hey, like and subscribe. Yeah, yeah you can." <laughs> Do anything. That'd be great. Thank you. We're very you can. Please, please follow us. I stayed up till two in the morning last night watching this anime and crying, so please, please help. Please help. And I stayed up till two in the morning because I have anxiety. Uh, and I, you just look at the clock and you're like, ha ha, what time is that? <laughs> and then you have to wake up at 8 a.m., which I know people are like, 8 a.m., that's not even, well, it is for me. It is. I also got up at 8 a.m. today. I'm tired. Look at us. Huzzah. Look at us. I've had uh, way too much caffeine today. I uh, had a migraine today. That was fun. Um, I drove in traffic in Austin for the first time in forever. That was less fun. It's oh, no. a lot of dead deer on the side of the road yes. on I-35. Not quite sure what's going on. In San Antonio and in Austin, because I've been in both cities in the past two days, and I don't know if the, the deer know something they do. that we don't know. It's the happening. I don't it's know if the ha- I was going to say, in every horror yep. movie, in every horror movie, the animals know something before us. And apparently the deer, they're not leaving us a good sign right now on I-35. And I think deer are also just so. kind of dumb. So there's that. I do agree with that. I do. I have seen many a deer... Well, once I uh, was parked at a stop sign, like, right in my neighborhood, and uh, a deer ran into the side of my car, and I was like, what the heck, man? (laughs) Why? I wasn't moving! (sighs) And when I was moving, I was going, like, two miles per hour. Dana got hit by a deer this week. She texted me, she said, I was hit by a deer. And I said, in your car, or as a person? (laughs) Please say car, not person. Okay. And then I told her she was Marie Gilmore. And she, I'm not sure if she got 
the reference, but she didn't ask about it, so. It's craziest deer story oh. I have ever heard. Oh. A friend I had in college named Glenn. No. Rand. Rand had this story. Are you sure you were friends? Glenn you told, told me the story. His name. I know. I feel horrible. I don't think they listen to this. It's fine. Whatever. My friend Rand. <laughs> uh, he was known for riding his bike everywhere. He was riding his bike, and the car behind him hit a deer, launched the deer, <gasps> and the deer hit Rand. On his bike. What? And the guy, the guy got out. And was like, "What are the odds?" And Rand was like, "Can you help me, please?" Because he was all injured. Like, hit the deer, launched the deer in the air, and it perfectly landed on my friend. That's awful. <laughs> I know. He's also when he lived in New York, like was riding his bike in the bike lane, and a taxi cab opened the door and took him out while he was riding his bike. Maybe he just like, shouldn't ride bikes. This guy, <laughs> I don't think bikes like him very much. And he's like one of the sweetest guys you'll ever meet. He's so funny and awkward, and I was like, "Wow, man, your bike is like bad luck." But every time I hear about a deer hitting a person, I think of Rand. I haven't talked to him in years, but. It's just like, what are the odds that that car would launch a deer and hit that's you? That's so sad. Poor guy. Yeah, that sucks. I hate that. I've never hit I a deer. Hey, I don't think I have any fun deer stories. I hit a rabbit once on Easter. Oh. It was very sad. Oh! <laughs> that's like a bad yeah. omen, I think, of some well, sort. Yeah. Maybe that's how you got your bad luck. You hit it a bunny on oh, Easter. That was many years ago. Well, I mean, I do have many years of bad luck. I mean, well, I had good luck today. I got a promotion. That was good. <laughs> you did. I text yelled at my brother. So that was oh something. yeah, and uh, I I don't know. I'm just I'm just so tired. I love some good family drama. Yes. I'm so tired. We had bad luck at Six Flags. Uh, yeah, we uh, did. That's what we get. We went to Lord and I went to Six Flags for a day, and um, well, we like got to the front of the line for a ride. It and shut down. Like, shut down, and we waited like fifteen thirty minutes, and we got to ride it eventually. But I slammed the lap bar onto my knee, which has a beautiful bruise I now. So matches the bruise on my other. You bruised knee. my arm. Oh, like I hit. You bruised my <laughs> arm because you were so afraid of that bus. I'm so sorry. I'm a very jumpy person, and Fright Fest was happening at Six Flags, and this bus, like, honks its horn randomly, and I'm not quite sure what my reaction was, but I, like, did the mom's seatbelt arm, where you swing your arm across someone's chest, like, to make sure they Mom don't we fly out of the car, but on a ledge, sitting on like, a curb, there was, there was nothing to protect me from, there was no way I could be catapulted forward. I was gonna protect well, you, thank though. you. <laughs> that bus. Between the bus, the, like, rocket flash explosions in that show, where I, like, <laughs> flinched back like I had been shot in the chest. Every single time they went off, I was like, oh my gosh. And then the haunted house, which I got, like, overstimulated with sounds. And so I walked through the haunted house with my fingers plugged in my ear. While Lord had my backpack straps, like, horse reins. Like I don't like haunted houses. <laughs> dragging me around. I was walking forward through a haunted house. I was like, whoa, that was scary. And then all of a sudden I could tell when 
the scare actor would get Lauren well, yeah, again behind me also, because all of a sudden I'd be walking forward and then flying backwards. I think Alyssa was telling them to get me because she knew I was really scared. Because, like, they would, like, skip you and come at Maybe. me. Maybe. Like, they would, we would walk. Oh, they got so me We would, like, walk times. by someone, and as we were walking by, they would do it behind me. Like, they would wait for you to go by so they could get me. And I know she was, like, pointing. She was being Somehow, like, this is the one. She hates it. That uh-huh. would be an Alyssa thing to do. Somehow, yeah, like, I ended up being the leader of our group, being a huge scaredy cat. Well, I'm worse, apparently, so... Apparently <laughs> you are worse. <laughs> Not quite sure what happened there. And then Lord would go in the second haunted house with me, no. so I had to go by myself. <laughs> and so I held my own hand, like, just hand in hand, so that I, t- I if I'm really scared, sometimes I'll swing, and I don't mean to swing at people, so I have to hold my own hand, so I don't, I, I just kind of, like, look like I'm doing, like, the Bravo, like, she does. handshake. Literally last year, I had like, to shaking. steal her water bottle from her, because she was about to, like, curb Two years ago, this dude, and I was like, bro, <laughs> don't do One, that. One, a person popped over around the corner, and I had our, like, my season pass water bottle, like, swung it up, and Lauren snagged it. And then the other one, the guy was in a ghillie suit and was laying on the ground and one super unsafe, it like came out of the grass at my feet and I just lifted my leg up and Laura just from the depths of her stomach yelled, do not curb stomp that man. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, uh, quickly run off before I hurt someone. Maybe that year was so much easier because I was paying attention to you. Just to you. I was like, can't let Bridget kill people. Can't do that. I've gotten better. I hold my own hand. I hold my own hand. And then I, uh, when I was going through that second haunted house by myself, the guy like slammed the wall in front of my face and it kind of spooked me a lot. But it, like, it's a dude and I'm super single. And I was like, oh. <laughs> but then didn't know how to like react in the situation and his hand was still on the wall in front of my face and I like didn't know how to get out of this moment because he was like staring at me obviously trying to scare me but I made it an awkward situation and I just like limboed out from under his arm in the wall and walked away it was like well that was weird I made that weird I'm gonna keep going (laughs) and then someone scared me and I yelled in a very twang accent Clapped my hands, stomped my foot, shoot, dang! <laughs> so, not quite sure what happens to me in haunted houses, but I have heard, <laughs> shoot, dang! But I've heard from multiple people, I'm Ooh. quite entertaining. It's an experience. Um, I'm just a little bee. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm a bee. I'm a bee. I'm a bee. Are you going to be up in the club? Getting tips. Uh, doing whatever. <laughs> getting paper. No. Are you texting when we're podcasting? How? My mom texts me. I have to. That's like worse than texting you know. if we're like watching a movie. We're working. This is work. <laughs> My mom texted me. She's in she's in Nashville right now, so I have to answer her. She they, she was like, "Have you heard of this print company?" And she said, um, 
the Hat Show print studio, and I was like, yeah, I have. I've actually been there. They do awesome screen prints, and they've done screen prints for some really famous musicians, but um, they're out exploring uh, Nashville. I don't I don't think they went to the Grand Ole Opry. Maybe they were. There was concerts going on there, but um, they were doing a lot of really cool tours. They went to, like, Studio B. Our My family loves Elvis. Like, my great aunt um, is, like, a huge Elvis fan. She saw him at Houston Rodeo one year and has a whole album to all the pictures she took from the stands of Elvis. You know that I love Elvis, so, right? Like, an unironic amount. No, I, I did not. Elvis. Uh, my great-grandmother, who I was her favorite. I loved her mamma. She was great. She, uh, no, I was her no favorite. No cap, she I was her favorite. loved me and could care less about my brothers. Like, loved me. It was ridiculous. But she had an enormous Elvis collection. Like, everything in her little apartment was Elvis. Like, all of it. She had, like, this Elvis phone connector where you plug the phone into it. And it's, like, this doll that was, like, this big. And he oh my gosh! and sang to you when the phone rang. And it was so cool. But I, I took quite a bit of her Elvis collection and I have a clock that is his top and then his legs are separate and his legs tick back forward. I love Elvis. I didn't know you didn't know that. It's I've seen that clock. clock. I did not. Well, my mom, my mom got oh. to sit at the piano that Elvis sat at and wrote a bunch of his songs that he was obsessed That's with. That's awesome. In the studio. I'm jealous. Um, I am jealous. Your unironic love I for really Elvis. I really love Elvis. <laughs> Everything's going to be much more genuine tonight because I am literally exhausted. So <laughs> I apologize in advance. I like that. No filter. <laughs> None. No filter. I love Elvis. He's good. Uh, he's good. R.I.P. <laughs> um, cool. Well, <laughs> on that note, let's talk about animation. Mark. <laughs> Question mark? I don't know if that was a good it's segue. Good. I like to, uh, um, but I'm ready. We'll, we'll work on it. Um, so uh, if you don't know, we're watching Full Metal Alchemist what? Brotherhood. Uh, if you're this, if you're this far of the podcast and you don't know that, Maybe um, you need to go go back a few episodes because you missed something. Uh, this episode is covering episodes. If I say episode one more time, twenty one through twenty four. Of the show, which means we're pretty much at the halfway point. Almost next episode will be halfway. Really? Oh like shit! 60 no, we won't. It's sixty-four. <laughs> I was like, your math is wrong. Oh no! So I can't do math. <laughs> we talked <laughs> about this like two episodes ago, where both me and Bridget almost failed math in high school. <laughs> so please. <laughs> Please forgive her, we're okay, tired. Well. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Um, so I was breaking it up in the third. Yeah. I don't know, I was like, yeah, two, four, six, so we're halfway there because we've hit two, and I was like, what was that logic? What was that thought process? You were just, you were living anyway. on a fair. Oh, we're halfway there. Oh. Sorry, Poncho. <laughs> We're a third of the way yeah. there. It doesn't no. flow as well. Uh, no, not as satisfying. <laughs> I can't believe I was like so excited. We're like, we're halfway. Uh, 
No. We're a third. We're a third. Um, so, anyway, <laughs> uh, episode 21, Advance of the Fool is Here's the your Netflix summary, uh, kids. Yeah. Uh, hoping to learn more about the humunculi. There you go, kids. It's humunculi, not humunculuses. Humunculi! Uh, an owl devise a risky strategy to lure the creatures out of hiding. Bam, bam, bam. That's a pretty it wasn't good bad. I will say, when I started this episode last night, I had been watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure before, and I watched that in the dub. And whenever you set one to dub, it resets all of your anime Netflix options. So it started in dub, and it was so incredibly jarring to me after <laughs> watching it in Japanese. I like, <laughs> I had to take a minute. I was like, what? Like, I couldn't understand what they were saying. What's happening? <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? I don't know. I have done that so many times. <laughs> when your brain, like, just does it, like, when you're watching a movie, and all of a sudden they sort of speak in a different language, and you're like, right? what's happening to my brain? Can I not understand? Like, it's the Tower of Babel. I don't know what they're I saying. To, I legitimately <laughs> had to what's just happening? stop and be like, I, like, I couldn't figure out what happened. <laughs> I was I was so tired. Was and oh, one was are anyway. Be. That's it. Please continue. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Advance of the fool. So we start out in the hospital, yeah. and guess what? Havoc is alive and I paralyzed. Have written him off as dead. Ah, so sad. It is sad. Uh, so Mustang, Mustang and Havoc are in the hospital. Havoc is paralyzed. We don't realize that at first until he, he like yells like, the lower half of my body doesn't work. And I was like, oh, I was so happy you were alive and now I'm sad again. Um, yeah, that was sad. So then we also, just... we also pan over to the seven deadly sins and they're really mad because lust is dead. Uh, and they maybe want to use, they, they say something about a portal again. So we don't really know what that means. Um, and then they start, ta- they start talking about father, but then it pans to a clip of Daddy Elric, which is real sketchy, real sketchy. We haven't really seen what father looks like. We just see like glimpses of him, but that was weird. Uh-huh. That was weird. Okay. Yeah. Al is worried that his body is rotting. Oh, right. Al is the most relatable person in this fic, and he's not even a real person. To you? Anime. He's the most relatable person in this anime. He's not even a person. Lauren's other other side job is showing. <laughs> it's also, it's it's the first day of November. It's NaNoWriMo. I have to write 1,500 words today. Do you know what NaNoWriMo is? is Good luck a, with that. It's no novel idea. November. That is not... Anyway. Oh, okay. I was like, NaNoWriMo, not <laughs> Yes. Uh, um, Al's worried his body's rotting, and I laughed really hard because they animated, like, his censored face. Like, they they do a cutscene to what his body could look like, and then they censor it because it's just, like, Too supposed gross. to be a rotting corpse. And I was like, oh, <laughs> thanks, man. Um, and then... They're thinking that maybe their souls were entangled in the truth, because remember we see Ed's arm and leg on the truth at one point, uh, and Ed is supplying the nutrients to Al's body, and that's why he sleeps so much, and 
get it? This is what he says. And why he's so short. And everybody's like, <gasps> he said it. He's not, he's facing reality. And I was like, no boy. <laughs> First, they say that maybe his metal arm and leg is weighing him down. And that's why he's so short. Now he's like having to create nutrients for two bodies. And that's he's just so short. short and little. I'm like, he's just so small. This poor boy. This I know. poor boy. Um, they're starting to think that the Fuhrer is connected to the homunculi uh, because of the map they got and triangulated everything. And we do a lot of jumping to conclusions in this episode because, like, when they're talking about maybe my body is supplying your nutrients, I was like, where did you jump from point A to point Z right there? Like, we skipped all the rest of the yeah. alphabet and just was like, oh, I'm doing this, this. I was like, I'm thinking it must be more details in the manga, and we just no, needed to zoom just past that real quick. They're, they're alchemists, so they use their science brains to be like, this is the only obvious connection. That's anime logic. That's not me actually thinking that. That is just anime BS. Okay, um, okay. But that's exactly what happened. Well, I have an arts degree, so that is not how my brain works, as we could tell by <laughs> me saying we're halfway there when we are only a third of the way there. Okay. I have an arts degree. Um, I'm really good at I'm speaking. Uh, sometimes. N not all the time. <laughs> my minor's in media. That works with this one. Uh, so... Havoc is paralyzed, and he wants that was to the saddest basically is the thing he to he's tell them just be like, depression. actually, you gotta count me out. I think I'm gonna retire. I can't feel my legs. I was like, bro, that was hard. You don't like that? That was so hard. They don't really know he's paralyzed, and he's like, hey, I'm retiring, and they're like, no. He's like, so yeah, I'm paralyzed. And, like, huh? and, was, and I was like, his little dude, his buddy. Being like, what are you going to do? He's like, well, my parents own a shop. I guess I can answer the phone. I was like, wow. <laughs> I know. Oh, that. Don't write yourself off like that. Hey. Uh, and don't so, write yourself off. Um, <laughs> it's only in your I head. I knew you as soon as I said legs. it, I made a mistake. <laughs> don't throw yourself away. It's only in your head you are paralyzed. <laughs> or answering the Ooh. phone. Uh, we're I'm gonna get flagged. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> Lord, why did you laugh so hard at that joke that you made? Because I'm so funny. Uh, I'm so tired. Okay. <laughs> I just realized I've been squinting at my notes instead of just putting on my glasses like a normal person. Uh, I like change the font bigger three times instead of just putting on my glasses. Uh, that's called aging for you kids. All right, here we go. Um, the coroner we find out was in on the whole Ross plot. He was in on lots of stuff, and that he's been on their side. Yeah, like he's been Mustang's like secret. So we now know that time. he didn't um, kill as many people as everyone thinks he did. No, he still he still says not he as many a lot of people, people, and that's why they really knew each because other. Because he he says that you're a murderer, I'm but you're not as much that at of a some point in this he had had a change or something, and he's not like the crazy killer that we thought he was. In the words of Jake Peralta, "Cool motive, okay, still murder, bro." I'm done talking to you. Do this podcast by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. <laughs> No! no more. Just 
let me let me quote Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, let you discuss murder. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Uh, Ed gives them the name of Doctor Marco for havoc because he's a medical doctor, but he also has a philosopher's stone, which we saw with Armstrong when they're on their way to um uh Ed and Al's house, and you know. He, they didn't take away his philosopher's stone because he was, he kind of stopped doing alchemy and was just doing good for the people, trying to like, you know, calm his guilt of all the people he killed in the war. Um, the sins are looking, I just keep, if you haven't picked up on it, I'm referring to like gluttony, uh, envy, and all of them as the sins because it's just so much easier than saying homunculi. Uh, and we don't really know homunculi, all of the details of it. So, the Sins. It's also a good band name. Um, the Sins are looking for those who have opened the actual truth portal and so made has, it out alive. Um, which, as of right now, we only know three people that have done that. But Future, if Ed that's now. the case, then why is Roy a suitable person? Maybe he's done it too. Ooh. I hate how Ooh. long I just said suitable. Lauren, put that down. <laughs> Put that down on your list of great questions for us to think about at the I end of the episode. Questions. That's how tired I am, guys. Well, okay. we're writing one now. Uh, we're writing one now. Write it down. Mom. Everybody, get your pens out. We're gonna review this at the end. There'll be a pop quiz. Uh, question number one: Why is Roy and Marco a good candidate for sacrifice? If we don't know if they've opened the truth portal, have they before? Mm. Food for thought. Um, so, Scar's back in Central, we find out. And he's killing alchemists again. Seems to be his favorite pastime. Um, and he's just basically wrecking havoc. And so, Ed now realize they need to do something about that. Uh, th- I wrote down this quote that Ed said uh, to Al about Winry. He said, I couldn't stand to be the one to make her uh, cry again. I wrote down a quote that <laughs> Alphonse said to Ed, and it was just, Ah, oh, brother, your soul. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's like in a little bit. <laughs> First, Link pops in the window and says, Al goes, why don't we lock the windows? <laughs> and so they make this plan to try and catch a monkey lie. They realize Scar's back in here. And so Winry's going to go back home. And then, then Ed goes, actually, if I'm going to fight Scar, the last time I fought, fought Scar, I got all messed up. Winry, why don't you stay here in case my arm gets destroyed? And then it just pans to Winry with a bloody wrench. And, like, Ed, cartoonishly drawn on the ground, like, dying. And his soul, like, comes out of his mouth. And Al goes, ah, oh, brother, your soul. What I, you, I wrote it down. Oh, I've got your soul, brother. I've got your soul. And, like, grabs it like a balloon floating away, shoves it back into Ed, and then they're both drawn like little puppy dogs, like, cowering in a corner while Renry's got a blood-dripping rich. I have those gifts saved on my phone because I laugh so hard at, I've got your soul, it, brother. Uh, they're so, they're so dumb. I, I love, love them. So much. Uh, so... <laughs> They're beautiful. Uh, so then they're lo- trying to look in on Dr. Marco. They go to his place. And I forgot that, like, we presume that Dr. Marco is dead. Because the last time we saw him, Lust opened the door and, like, 
we didn't see what happened after that, but, you know, Lust is a notorious killer. Um, Havoc wants Westing to move on and leave him to retire and be. It's just a really depressing thing whenever we see Havoc. Finally, Mustang gives in but says, like, I'm coming back. I've got to move on because I have to complete this promise I made to Maze, but you're not done. Like, very threateningly is like, no. I'm going to let you be for a little bit. I'm going to let you heal from this. He, you're not done. Uh, and this then is Hawkeye the moment is like, that Mustang went from Mustang to being Daddy Mustang. <laughs> Daddy Mustang. No, we, we don't have enough. I also... <laughs> We we never have enough. Right? Daddy's Daddy's last a lifetime. Wait for the mommies. The mommies. Daddy, will come sorry. Daddy, <laughs> sorry. Daddy, sorry. Daddy, sorry. So Marco's not dead, which is cool. <laughs> Good job. Wait, 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 Marco, wait, Lawrence. What? Spoilers. <laughs> That's no, not Mustang said episode that he was yet. captured in this episode. He doesn't say that he was dead. We know he's alive because he was captured. He does, I swear I to God. He says that in the, the... He said he was captured. Not. I will prove it to I you. Don't... Not right now, because we're recording. But I swear to God he says it. Maybe he just says it in the, the sub, but it's there. But, okay. Well, we don't know that yet. Well, we do, because he says uh, it. Okay, okay. Uh, so... Havoc wants Mustang to move on. And I really laughed at the animation of... Ed doing random good citizen alchemy around uh, the town to try and catch the attention of Scar. Um, and Mustang comes out. It doesn't really know their plan that they have to get the homunculi out by using Scar, trying to kill them, and this whole intricate, obviously no care for the safety of their own lives. And Mustang drives up in his car and says, get in. And it cuts to the next scene of him going, on second thought, get out, because it just shows them all the car, like, squished and pressed against the walls, because poor Al is just, like, kindly sitting there and in his giant armor body squishing everyone. And it's adorable. Um, and then it just is Mustang and Ed fighting, and that animation is always my favorite of them, like, the ridiculous fighting faces they have. Uh, and then... They start using themselves as bait so that Scar comes at them, but then Scar's going to try and kill them. But the homunculi, they're trying to test that theory that they don't want Ed and Al to die because they need them as a sacrifice, whatever that means. And the police are trying to stop them and capture Scar, so Mustang and Hawkeye go up and start doing random police calls saying Scar's in other places that he's not, and it's the funniest thing because they're just... Uh, having, I mean, it just shows Mustang being a kid and having way too much fun calling in fake calls. And then we see the the plan works. Bradley and Gluttony are on the way. Um, Ling and their team trap Gluttony, but Bradley gets Lon Fawn. And that is where the episode ends. I just want to say <laughs> my final note on this chapter from when I was watching a chapter, whatever. The show when I was watching it was just Daddy King Fear Bradley. <laughs> that was the only note. Just Daddy King Fear Bradley. Too many. I do not. 
<laughs> I know names that are all like Lord King Fuhrer Bradley. He's a weirdo, man. Um, he's weird. Uh, I was so. Um, then that leads us. Yeah. What? No, you're good. <laughs> Keep going. Thoughts with Lauren. <laughs> Thoughts with Guys, Lauren. I'm really struggling right. today. Episode Continue. <laughs> uh, episode 22, Backs in the Distance. Um, my first note uh, is... Summary. Oh, shoot. Summary. Oh, wait, your Netflix summary. Summary here. Oh, shoot, your Netflix summary. Oh, there shoot. There we go. Your Netflix summary. <laughs> shoot, dang, your shoot Netflix dang. summary. <laughs> it's... Scar's mission to destroy those who slaughtered his people is fueled by justified rage. Upon learning the role Scar played in her parents' deaths when reclaims those murderers' feelings as her own. <laughs> I was like, okay. Guess I guess when we find oh, out not bad. L- a little oh, maybe a little a too bit. detailed, but not <laughs> horrible. They've done worse. Um so my first note. Oh, shoot, Ling is skilled in combat, and this is, like, the first time we really get to see it, because we've seen him do defensive, like, avoidance, and he's good at that, but he's actually good at I combat. And uh, cuts cut his head off, like, I've always been in love with Ling. I'm ready for it. I finally got a soft spot for him when I realized how young he was, and I was like, okay, okay. Uh, and I, this episode really makes me <sighs> Ling a lot, too, because he has this great scene with I Fear know. I was great. so proud of him. Um, I honestly. Oh, it's this. Ne- it's oh, my next uh-huh. note. It's, a, it's Ling lectures Bradley about being a king is servanthood to their people. Like he talks about, like the ebb and flow of being a ruler, and it's not just like people serve you. You're the servant to your people, and so he's criticizing Bradley for being a horrible leader. And I was like, look at this kid. <sighs> Why did he say that was so good? I didn't write down the quote, and I hate myself for it, but he's like, your name might be king, but you'll, like, never be king. Like, be king. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, he said something along those lines, and I was like, wow. It's basically like when Loki tells Thanos, you'll never be king. And it was like, yes. I was wonderful. Um, Ah, that's weird. What? No! I'm tired! Oh. Alright, mark down this time. Um, I have to write down Sorry. times now. Um, so, Link throws a flash bomb, trying to escape. He's got Lon Fawn on his shoulder because Bradley has, like, cut Lon Fawn real deeply, and she's bleeding out. Uh, and then we see that the flash bomb doesn't hurt him. And that his eye patch got blown off, and then Ling sees that he's got the Ouroboros tattoo in his eye, and he's he like, knows. "Oh crap! <laughs> oh crap!" <laughs> um. So then we cut uh, to Winry. Winry is dreaming about when her parents left. She's with the Hughes family to lay flowers on May's grave. This like it's a really slow, sombering moment, but it really leads up for the end of the episode. Um, she sees Ed and Al's backs walking off and compares it to the last time that she saw her parents walking off and they never came back. And then she compares it to when she saw Hughes leaving that day because she was at his house and his back walking off and he never came home. And so basically you see, you get the panic that she's feeling of, you know, Ed and Al are literally could leave and never come back one day. And that really freaks her out because she loves them. And poor Winry just had such a hard time in life and is so sweet. Uh, um, 
So Al is buying time, talking to Scar about his beliefs while they're trying to get the homunculus out. Uh, and they confront Scar about the rock bells. And Al tries to stop Ed from saying too much because Al sees Winry walking up, running up out of the corner of his eye because she overheard that the Elric brothers are causing trouble or they're fighting Scar, and so she's running to them. Um, and Al tries to stop Ed from his big mouth. He doesn't see it. He's so mad at Scar, and he yells about how Scar killed the Rockbells. And poor Winry hears it all and breaks down in the street and is like, you killed my parents? And I was like, no, there's got to be some reason. There's got to be something. Um, Winry grabs a gun and points it at Scar. And so Scar admits that he did kill them. And then we get this flashback, which is like our first actual glimpse at the war. We've never really seen the war. We've heard it talked about. We've seen like the the shadows of that little kid crying. And, you know, we know how it started. We know all the horrible things about it. But we've never actually seen clips of it in the show. Uh, and they really went at it in this one. Um, so we flash back to Scar and his brother during the war. His brother's right arm tattoos deconstructs, and his left arm tattoos uh, reconstructs. Uh, he studied alkahisty with a touch of his own knowledge in it. Um, they think Scar's brother's alchemy is the only way they can survive against the state alchemists that are attacking their city, because we're, we're looking at the perspective of Scar and Ishval right now. Scar doesn't like the bloodthirstiness that alchemy brings. He doesn't like that study at all. He kind of, like, criticizes his brother for it because he's like, it's just murder. It's too much power. Um, and we see that the state alchemists were, like, building walls up and then quartering people into them and, like, making them fall in trenches in the ground and then just killing them. It was a very, like, we've talked about how German Nazi-ish this show is, but... It was very much like when we read about the Holocaust. Well, they, they really tried to portray upsetting. it like that, too. Because, like, even in the way that it was colored, all of their eyes yeah. were bright blue. And most of them were blonde. And, yeah. I mean, it's definitely alluding to that. I think it was really cool how they did it, too. It was sad. Heck of sad. It was very sad, yeah. Uh, and so Scar's brother gives him his book of all of his notes for his studies of alkahisty because he wants them to survive and he thinks that Scar is most likely to survive out of all of them. Um, so, uh, alchemist, uh, we see this alchemist with hand tattoos and he's just like corners Scar's family and so we assume that's that guy that we saw, uh, in that, uh, fifth laboratory episode, um, and he, like, corners Scar's family, and that he hits Scar with alchemy, and that's how Scar gets the big X on his face, uh, Scar loses an arm, and his brother finds him, he's, you see all of Scar's family's dead, and you see his brother find him, and he's bleeding out because he's lost his arm, uh, and then we see him do alchemy, and we see Scar get his arm, so we assume that he's done human transmutation, because that's the only way we've known people to get body parts, lose body parts. Uh, and we don't know what happens to Scar's brother. We assume his brother is dead. But he just kind of disappears. Uh, we don't really see. Um, Scar wakes up in the hospital, extremely disoriented. And sees that, like, he thinks his brother's there with him. Because he sees the arm with the tattoos. And then he realizes that his brother's arm is attached to his body. Which just absolutely sends him over the edge. I mean, it's like kind of like Frankenstein 
when you Frankenstein's monster, I know somebody will say it, uh, when you, he's like, I, I've got all these different body parts that aren't mine attached to me, what's happening? Um, and so he goes into this fugue state, and the Rockbells, he's in their camp where they are treating people, and he just sees that they're different, and he just views them as Amestrians, and in this fugue state, he stabs them because he sees his whole city destroyed. So it's kind of like Scar feels horrible about it. Uh, and I don't want to say it's justified, but he was in a like fugue state, and it, it's really, just a horrible situation. A horrible, horrible situation. Um, I really like the way that he talked to Winry about it, though, because he was just like, yeah, they mm-hmm. they were my enemy. Like, what do you expect Sorry, from me? Sorry, could you say that again? Sorry, I'm having trouble hearing Siri, Siri, Siri was having Calm trouble down. hearing you. I, she was really I'm intense on that, too. This is better, Siri. This, this is good. Ew. Um, Ew. This is a weird ASMR video. <laughs> anyway, um, I like the way that he went about that. Just like, yeah, it happens. We were at war. What do you expect? But also, like, he, he but was like, very, if you shoot me. kind to her about it. Yeah. I will not stop like, you. I apologize. It was you bad. You can take my life. Uh, you have the right to shoot me, but if you shoot me, you are my enemy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh, get it. It was oh, like, so it good. was one of those wake up calls that this isn't just, this isn't just a fun show. They are in the middle of a war. And, oh, it was really sad. Um, so, Ed jumps in front of Winry, and it reminds Scar of his brother sacrificing himself for him. And then Al blocks them and saves them both. I a little little lighthearted moment that I love that the animators gave us. I think really it's because scene. he was jealous. The cat, the cat flies off the box because they like explode <laughs> this wall, and it's just this funny animation of a cat going. Rawr! I don't know. I was like, thank you for giving me one little giggle in this really sad moment. So like. So, like, Al straight up jumps Scar as soon as, in his mind, he thinks brother. And I was just like, oh, he's so jealous that someone else called Ed brother. I, he just had to attack. It was great. I love it. It's not <laughs> actually what happened, but I liked it. I was I like, can't see you, like, your video went away from me, so I don't know what you're You're just that about every, every five minutes to me, so I just pretend like I can see you and just nod my head. Because I I can't see you uh, most of the time when we record. Oh, cool. Well, I'm being real honest, and it's it's gone. So I hope that you are smiling. And I am great. I am. That's great. Good. Uh, so, I love so it. eventually, Winry puts the gun down. She can't shoot, even after all the killing that Scar's done. And so Scar runs off. Al chases him, but Ed stays back with Winry and. Ed reminds Winry of all the lives she's saved and helped. And he says, your hands, they aren't meant to kill. They're meant to give life. That's why. Because she asked why she couldn't shoot. And I just, like, wrote in all caps, so oh, my sweet. heart. My heart. It shattered <sighs> me. And then poor baby so just sweet. starts sobbing. Uh, and died. he just holds her. I and I just, I could cry right now. Uh, no. That's how the episode ends, by Don't the way. It. And it hurts your heart. And it um, makes your ship come to life. Here's some fun facts and some voice actors. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So, this was actually taken from two different parts of the manga. Like, the flash, Scar's flashback doesn't happen until way after this. Like, this story okay. part happens in chapters 46 and 47, but the flashback doesn't happen until 60 and 61. So, they meshed those together. Oh, okay. That's episode. a big jump. It is a big jump. But it worked. It did good. Yeah. I only have two voice actors, but I did the English and the Japanese, so however you're watching it, have a good time. Uh, Scar's brother, whose name is just Scar's brother, um, his English voice actor <laughs> is Robert uh, Robert McCollum, and he is the voice actor. Uh, do you want to guess who his voice is? There are two things you've seen. No, because I can't even. Both of them. I can't even hear his voice in my head anymore, cause- uh, well, I watched this a week ago, so I can't hear well, it. Well, he's the voice actor for Reiner Braun from Attack on Titan. Okay. Oh and gosh, freaking Reiner. And That's Stain Reiner. <laughs> in My Hero Academia. So, super uh, cool. Oh, uh, two really complicated characters for me. Ooh, and then, uh, hilariously, uh, he also voiced, the Japanese voice actor voices two of my favorite characters, and they're both evil bros, and I love them. But his name is Takahito uh, Kosayu, and he is the voice okay. of Dio Brand in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and also um, Adam in Skate to the Infinity. The amount of times I heard you oh, and he's also Zeke talk Yeager. about Dio this weekend. I love I love Dio. I, t- I love Dio. Well, I hate Zeke Yeager. Well, I love Dio and Adam. <laughs> Zeke's so. a jerk. <laughs> Who cares? Um, well, and then I've got we got two out of the three that work. I've got Winry's dad, uh, Yuri Rockbell. Pretty sure that was his name. I also just wrote down Daddy Rockbell, but I'm pretty sure his name was Yuri. So, uh, his English voice actor is Joel McDonald, and he is Aoyama at a farm. Yeah, in uh, yeah, My Hero yeah. Academia, or if you only know his hero name, he is Can't Stop Twinkling. He loves cheese. Or Naval Laser. Or that. Um, he also plays uh, Pinchette and Yuri on Ice, who is adorable, and we love him. And then his Japanese voice actor. Let's see if let's see if anyone was actually paying attention when we went over the Star Wars episodes. Um, oh. His name is Misaki Turasama. And uh, do you do you remember who he voiced, Bridget? No, he voices Ronan in the first episode of Star Wars Visions. Okay, in the duel. All right. Mm-hmm. So that's cool, cool, cool. That's it. Those are your voice actors for this episode. Embrace them and enjoy them. The end. Embraced and enjoyed. Thank All you. Right. That leads us to episode twenty-three. Whoa, whoa. on the battlefield. Lauren, you got a Netflix summary. Let's go, Netflix summary. Uh, cooperation <laughs> between Mustangs, Cabal. I love that they use the word Cabal. I was like, what? Anyway, <laughs> I, I paused when I wrote it because I was very just like, who? Why? Whatever. Anyway, uh, cooperation between Mustangs, Cabal, and Ling Yao's band. Again, can't just say group. I, whatever. This <laughs> band of warriors. <laughs> Leads to the capture of a homunculus. That's it. All right. The end. That's not bad. I mean, not bad. That was our goal. So yeah. we're like, all right, maybe we completed a goal. Are there issues? We don't know. Now we're going to tell you if there, there are always issues. Here we go. Uh, 
Ling manages to escape, but Gluttony is following their scent, because Gluttony's like their token pet dog. Um, oh, Ed takes Winry back to the police, gets her to safety, but gives her his jacket, and I was just like, sweet baby. I needed to pause it for a moment and just be like, my sweet ship is sailing so well. Um, Winry says, why is waiting the only thing I can do? I'm really hoping that's a foreshadow that Winry's going to be like our Hawkeye and be able to be awesome on a battlefield because I would love to see it. Um, she's already amazing with tools and uh, the metal, what, it was, what do they call it? Uh, the metal arms Auto and mail? stuff. Auto mail. Thank you. She's really good at that. So you know she's very skilled. Um, <laughs> Hawkeye comes in, back inside the room to tell Mustang to stay out of the field because she's protective to her to her boyfriend, and I love that. Um, so basically we see Ling running and is freaking out because they, they're tracking a scent, and Lan Fan, I, I felt like, I thought she was going to kill herself because all we see is her take out a blade and say, I'm a burden. Yeah, I thought and she was going to kill herself I was too. Like, ah, no! No! And, you know, I, I, then it cuts away, and so I was like, no! Um, Al wants to believe and be really grateful for his body. Uh, I wrote that, and I don't really know what I was referring to in that moment. Oh, uh, he but, had a um, conversation with Scar, because he said you should, oh, like, hate that's right. for what it did to you. And he Why was do you like, believe in this? Yeah. yeah. And he was like, I, it gave me okay. more than it did yeah, yeah. for me. So... Basically, they're running to the train station. Scar and Al are fighting... Um, yeah, and so Scar and Al are kind of doing, like, philosophical conversations while trying to murder each other. It's a great situation. As one does. It's very, very, As very masculine does. of them, isn't it? Isn't it? Um. Very well. And then all of a sudden, Gluttony busts in, and Scar versus Gluttony. Scar doesn't know anything about the homunculi, so I just wrote, uh-oh, because Scar's gonna try and do things, and it's not gonna work. Um, then we pan over, and Bradley's now hunting the scent for Lan Fan and Ling, and he's like, got him, he's like, oh, they're in the corner, I got you, and we see Lan Fan didn't kill herself, she cut off her arm and tied it to a dog, and it's just like flopping around as this loose, cut off dead limb, so that he followed the blood trail of her arm, while Ling is able to get away with her, and he just is like, what a like, boss. You see Bradley go, yeah, you see Bradley like, respect. Yeah. Respect. Like, you had to cut off your arm. Um, what a boss. So, for real. I, I mean, Lan Fan, we don't deserve no, you. No, we don't. Well, Ling doesn't deserve you. Ling definitely doesn't deserve you. <laughs> but, Lan Fan, you are too good for us. <laughs> And him. I love I love Ling. So I love them. I especially love Ling. But you're too good right after this moment. Holy crap. When Woo. he came out with that stuff. <laughs> stop it. Continue. Sorry. I'll get to it. So, I'll get to it. Hawkeye drives up in the car. Uh it where Scar, Ed, Ed has shown up now because Winry's safe and Al are fighting. And none of them recognized her because in her disguise, she just puts on, like, this scientist jacket and puts her hair down from the barrette. And all of them are like, who are you? And I was like, oh, my God. 
But that's so typical of a. They're always like I've done that, where I always have my hair in my bun, and then I like have my hair down or curl it one day, and they're like, "Oh, I didn't recognize you." It's like like, every hot girl transformation in any nineties movie. Like take your glasses off, took off her glasses. So Uh, they drive by, and I love the animation they did, like trying to put it together that it's Hawkeye. Um, So she shoots Scar in the knee like a boss, just like drifts up, shoots him in the knee. And they have captured, because Ling has, realizes the homunculi just keep growing back. So he cuts like, off, uh, he jumps out of like a sewer grate and just like, yeah, Spider-Man's his gluttony. way up his body. Yells at them to like, so wrap metal around him because the body's going to try and grow back, but it's going to be so constricted that they have it captured. And it was like, bam, auto trap. And I was like, Dang, Ling! And so they throw Gluttony in the car with Hawkeye. Ling's there, he takes Lan Fon, and Hawkeye's like, peace, boys, y'all take care of yourselves, I gotta get this thing out of here, and drives off. And I was like, that was so quick, and so, like, well thought out, and wow. Dope. Um, right? So dope. And then, all of a sudden, sweet little That's Mei Chang jumps when out. when you a cabal. Oh my gosh, you're oh, so yeah, Sweet little May Chang Cabal is a ridiculous word. Anyway. And it's like they're trying to shoot my friend Scar. And she just immediately takes down Ed and Al with her little daggers and dagger alchemy. She was amazing. And they're like, what What kind of alchemy is that? Who was this kid? And then they they escape. Um, Or Scar and May Chang escape. She's very skilled. uh, uh, Al asks what kind of alchemy it is. They don't really know. We don't really know. Um. Then we pan back over. Hawkeye's driving like mad woman across the city. Uh, they go and get Lan Fon because uh, Ling had hit her somewhere so that she didn't get captured and she could just rest while he helped the boys. They go and get Lan Fon and they drive by and like King Bradley happens to look by and recognizes Hawkeye and recognizes that Gluttony is with her. And it's super ominous. And they drive off. Okay. Trouble. Then it cuts back to Ed and Al. <laughs> we see that Al has stolen the adorable little panda, uh, Xiao Mei, that normally hangs out with Mei Chang. Steal the panda. He found the panda. And he automatically is like, oh, poor baby. And so Al, Ed tells Al, first stray cats, and now this. How many animals can you stuff into that armor? Which is, like, my favorite, because now... We know that there are other situations where Al has, like, taken in poor sweet babies and hid them in his armor so Ed didn't see it. So he could take care- take them home and take care of them. And I love that so much because Al's such a sweetheart. Um, so they're heading back home because Scar's escaped. And then they're going to see Winry. And Bradley's sitting in the room having dinner with Winry. And you're just like, oh, crap. Um, it's clearly a threat to the boys that he can get to their most vulnerable pe- vulnerable people. Uh, and so they sit down with Winry and they tell her everything. Everything about her parents, everything they've learned so far. And it's just, Winry is so sad and depressed. But um, she gets a phone call. And I think the boys, you know, pull some strings to get this phone call. And the entire town of Risenbull misses her, needs her, they're telling her the her about their auto mail issues, how other people don't do it as well as her. They they want to see her. When is she coming it's home? Not, it's not reasonable, is it? It's the other place. It's Rush Valley. 
Oh, you're right. It's Rush Valley. It's not Risen Bowl. But it's, it's where she was working in her little auto mail shop, Rush Valley. And it's just like it makes her feel so good and loved and like gives her the hope to keep going because she sees that she is doing good. She's not just waiting or not just here to maybe see if Ed and Al die. Like, she's fixing and changing lives outside of Central City. And I was like, you sweet baby. Never feel sad again. I love you. Um, and then <laughs> I write a lot of notes for this, like, two seconds that happen at the train station because it's my favorite thing. Hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, Winry's going back to Rush Valley. She's getting on a train. Train's getting ready to go. It's really loud. Uh, Ed and Al are standing on the platform. Winry's inside the train, like, at the window. And uh, she go she's saying bye, and she says, okay, no dying, okay? Uh, and you hear kind of Ed mumble, and the next time I make you cry, I hope that... And then there's this loud noise, and he's, like, starting to walk away, and I was like, no! No, what were you saying? What were you saying? And luckily, I didn't think they were going to give this to us, Ed, like, gets the most courage he's ever had in the show. Even though he's in life and death situations all the time, he, like, swallows his pride, turns around, and, like, screams, I hope there'll be tears of joy, and Al and I will be back in our normal bodies, and I'll make you cry out of sheer happiness. That's a promise. And then my next note just says in all caps, HE LOVES HER! HE LOVES HER! And then... And then, and then, Winry says, all this time, have I been falling for him? And essentially, I wanted the episode just to end right there, because I died. I died of happiness, sheer happiness. I was so happy. This is my ship. This is my couple. And they love each other. And I need them to tell each other that. And we were basically did, and I love them. Uh, so, there, there's that. Yeah, and there, we, there's we're that. About to pan into, <laughs> we're about to pan into the beginning. This is going to leeway us into the next episode. Um, but that's the most important part of this. My ship. My ship is sailing on beautiful, smooth waters. I'm happy for you. On a bright, sunny day. I'm very happy. With, like, 60-degree weather. It's just a great ship. Good, it's, it's good soup. Um... <laughs> I'm really passionate. I, about I this. understand. I, uh, I know how it feels. It's the best oh. feeling in the world, Oof. and you should ride that Oof. feeling. Once you have that feeling, yeah, because you win. shows do not like to give you successful. They don't. Tips. And when you have it, you need to take it. So you know what? Don't apologize. You just revel in the glory that your ship will be. It will be a ship. It will make it across the ocean. It's gonna do it. There's wind in those sails. We will not Titanic this uh -uh. ship. There are wind in these mm -hmm. sails. Mm. All right, so here we go. Back to the dark and gloom of the show, because that's what happens. You get a little glimpse of happiness, and then right back into the heat of it. Um, what is that? My husband's phone. Oh, I was like, are we getting sound effects? Is this for my ship? Yeah, let's celebrate. No, that was, that was Will's phone. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Okay, um, so, the corner, it, we, we pan to this, like, safe house out in the woods that everybody is at, it's Mustang, it's Hawkeye, it's Lanfon, it's the corner, and, um, Ed now. 
So the coroner's helping Lanfon's arm issues. <laughs> he makes a funny comment, like, normally uh, I don't have to deal with live people. They've stopped bleeding out. And I was like, all right, well, dark humor's not needed right now. She's really hurt. Um, poor Ling is, like, in a corner cowering, not cowering, like, waiting. Yeah. Because, yeah, Lanfon, like, did all this for him, and he's like, she deserves so much more. I got sidetracked because I was still riding the high of my ship, and I said, does Ed look taller? Older? I think he does. I think he's drawn taller and older. I don't know if that's proven. If you've watched no, the show, did, is this the episode has happened They did, like, a flashback, and I think it was when Winry was, like, thinking about him, and he does look older, because you see him at the beginning he of looks the older, anime, right? and he's, like, his face is more rounded, and he's, he's shorter, okay. and he seems... We're progressing into real hot ed. He seems ed. like he's growing up a little bit. We're progressing into hot ed. I'm into it. Anyway, back to the set. Thing. To head? Um, no, let's not call I, it that. I'm tired. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> uh, So they're talking to Lon Fun, and Lon Fun tells Ed that her arm trick was inspired by when she first fought Ed. When he, like, put his metal arm in the ground with the white ribbon and trapped her. And that's how they caught and make, teamed up with Ling. And so she goes, I did that. And it's like, well, yours is a little more intense. And so a little she's more like, extreme. Yeah, she's like, I guess I need some auto mail now like you. And they're like, we know a lady. Um, so Ling reveals that Bradley has the Ouroboros tattoos. Now everybody knows, like, he, and Bradley, I mean, Ling says this a few times that Bradley smells different than the other homunculi. So mm -hmm. he's assuming that he's like a homunculi hybrid, which we've talked about because he ages. And so we don't know how and he's has a kid. the others. Yeah, he has a kid. And so I, Al goes, but he has a kid. And I said, yeah, Al, how does he have a son? And then they just, <laughs> yeah, Al, he has a kid. They just quickly go, oh, the son's adopted. And I was like. Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, just just throw that away. Yeah. Yeah, and cool, then whatever. I was like, "All right, a perfect disguise. You have a nice family. People are going to assume you're this thing." And so then they're all starting to argue about the philosopher's stone that's in gluttony. What they're going to do with it? They're like, "Lan Fun needs an arm." And now, like, we've been doing this forever. It's classic like masculinity argument again. And then all of a sudden, Gluttony starts just raging out because he sees Mustang, and you know. Lust was like Gluttony's love. Like, she watched him and took care of him. And he just, like, all of a sudden does this, like, mutation evolve thing. And, like, the side of the house just blows out. And the episode ends. And I was like, what? Yeah. What? Uh, which leads yeah. us into our last episode, which is crazy. Uh, do you got any fun facts or anything? No, I, I didn't for this one. I, I don't got anything. Um, That's, it's okay, because it's just kind of like a, a part one, and this next one's part two. It, they flow seamlessly. Oh, boy. Let's so are it. we ready for In the Belly? Give us that Netflix summary. Uh, Gluttony's twisted powers overwhelm the Elrics, and the creature's appetite is satisfied by the battle's end. Beep, beep, beep. That's it. I mean, it's not horrible, but it's also not my favorite. It's not the worst. Uh, not the worst. It was a little clumsy, clumsily written. Uh, Could have yeah, been better. I would, I would but, have you know. put that in. I would have put that in part in there. But all right, all right. So here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, uh, you paused. What happened? It, it, what do you mean? I paused. Can you hear me? 
Okay, you're back. Your voice, okay. your it's- voice got all like, uh, yeah. So here we go. 24, in the belly. It pans to Envy saying the candidate for sacrifice thing, and there's like someone in this jail cell, and we turn, it's Dr. Marco, he's alive! Um, and he basically tells her, like, I know what you're doing. She's like, oh, do you? And he says one part, she's like, man, you're almost there. But he says they're using the land as a giant transmutation circle. Which, if we go back to, like, I think, like, three episodes ago, we have that conversation of, like, how they lingered on that overhead shot of the city. And we both said that the roads looked like it was a transmutation circle. And it's right. All right. Mm-hmm. So then we cut to Wrath, aka Fear Bradley, and he's standing outside his house, like looking at this light and this moth. And there's like this voice in his head, and it's like criticizing him, but we don't really know who this voice is. Um, and then he refers to that voice as Pride. Bam, bam, bam. We haven't met Pride. Who is Pride? It's criticizing him, saying he's got like a soft spot for the humans. Um. I just realized I had salsa on my shirt. I'm so sorry. Like, I'm sitting here and I was like, what is this on my shirt? I didn't see it. Salsa. Well, I saw it. Sorry, listeners. Oh, no. Uh, Anyway, okay, so Pride. Pride. Bam, bam, bam. We have met uh, all of them now. We saw Sloth, but we didn't really meet Sloth. He was, like, powering up something. But um, Pride. Pride is there now. We know Pride exists. Um, So here we go. Uh, Gluttony is basically turned into a giant, like, mouth, teeth, eye monster thing. And I made a note that it kind of looked familiar, and then they talk about it. Um, but it was hidden in his belly, and it's consuming everything in sight. Uh, Mustang, classic Mustang, just shoots at it with his fire. Uh, and it just, like, straight up ate, ate the fire. And we're like, that didn't work. What? It ate fire. He's gonna um, have some spicy food. If it's hot going in, it's hot coming out. Facts. Uh, facts. Uh, for facts. two people with IBS and lactose intolerance. <laughs> facts. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now they have to try and destroy gluttony. Uh, but Mustang is still like seriously injured and is struggling. So they're like running through a forest away from gluttony, who's just like ate a side of a house. Eight trees, eight fire, and they're all like, ooh it. Um, so then all of a sudden there's like this dog in the forest with red eyes spying on them, and I was like, what is happening? What is, where did this dog come from? Uh, but Mustang creates like this fake decoy of him, which is great, and Gluttony straight up is just, we know Gluttony's the dumb one, and eats it, and then we realize it's just like dirt. Mustang and the boys have got Mustang and getting him in the car. Um, and so Ling, Ed, and Al stay behind while they send Mustang, Marco, and Lanfan off with Hawkeye to be safe. Mustang's like, I don't want to leave these kids here because I always forget they're like 14 and 16. All the babies. All the babies. But they're like, you're literally bleeding out. You need to go. And then, um, Hawkeye gives Ed a gun. Ed says, you know, that's a weapon for killing people. Because, you know, they don't want to kill people. And she, like the insightful lady she is, says, yes, but it's also a weapon for saving lives. Which, Ugh. respect. Respect. Ugh. Um, I went, oh, there's that talking dog again. And then I was like, 
Oh my gosh, it's envy. Duh. It's envy. It <laughs> I didn't get it either. So I thought it was pride okay, for a good. minute. I was like, is pride a dog? Like, what's happening? I was like, who's this new character? And I was like, oh, duh. It's envy. I'm glad I I'm not the only one. I felt so stupid when so they got transformed. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and, yeah, that makes sense. That's right. You change into disguise. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Felt- That's my bad. I missed that. I felt so dumb. I'm glad it wasn't just me. No, it was was me too. Talking dog. I felt so (laughs) incredibly stupid. So I'm I'm glad we're we're good. Here we are. Yeah, good, good. That's (laughs) so. If you didn't know, Envy can change disguises, which Lauren and I completely threw out of our heads. Well, I didn't realize that it could change into animals too. Like I thought it was just a human thing. But here we are. Uh, Fun fact: Would you want to know my fun fact for this episode? Sure. In the manga, Envy turns into a horse, not a dog. I don't know why I they wonder need to change why. that. I guess because Maybe it's more dogs inconspicuous if it's a dog out yeah. in the forest rather than yeah. I'm running through the forest with this giant Clydesdale staring at me. <laughs> why not? You know, why not? on farmland, well, there could be weirder things. That's um, true. It's your chair sounds like you're farting very loud. I know I'm not farting. I'm sorry. My my desk and my chair arms don't match up very well. So (laughs) every time I like shift slightly, it sounds like a big fart. I like haven't heard it this whole episode, but both of us hit a quiet spot, and it just went. It's like I promise it's it's not a fart. It's just a chair. Oldest story in the book. I know it was too soon after our IBS joke. That was great. Yeah. Um. So they believe that the homunculus really can't get Edna out. So they go after Gluttony because Gluttony's still eating everything in sight, and they're like, "All right, Gluttony, we're gonna make you chase us this way." And then it leaves it to Ling versus Envy. Um. So in the beginning of that battle, which I mean, great battle of the wits, because we see that Ling is actually a really skilled warrior uh it cuts over and we're watching the Fuhrer's family dinner and i was just like Ugh. basically you just hear the kid talking about why i love my dad and i was Ugh. like this is annoying he's like writing his kindergarten essay about my dad's the coolest and he's just so great and now it's but anyway cut and back he was, over to the fighting can we just say the fear was like hey that was good he didn't say, like, thank you. He wasn't, like, anything. He was just like, hey, yeah, good Let's paper, be real. Yes. That was a typical dad answer, though. <laughs> was it? Dad, I like this cool thing and blah, blah, That's nice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to go back in my room. You're, you're uh, right. You're right. My bad. I was like, it was pretty on par for a dad response. You're right. Um, so we cut back to the fighting. And I really love that Ling's not afraid to fight dirty because it's Envy. It's a homunculus, and clearly she's—they are going to have the upper hand. And so Ling kicks sand in their eye, and I was like, "Ha ha, pocket sand!" Pocket <laughs> <laughs> sand. Oh yes, uh, I love that. It was great. That is a good form of self-defense. Everyone, Fact, nope, pocket uh, sand. Just have some pocket sand. Uh, my second note was, why does gluttony sound like Pooh Bear sometimes? Right? Okay, so in, I, so I watched part of this episode in English, too, because at this point, 
I was just getting so tired that I could not. So I switched over, intending to watch this full episode in English. I got like a third of the way through, and I could not stand Gluttony's voice. So I switched back, and I was like, whatever. And I watched it on my computer instead so I could read it better. I was like, I can't. I can't do it. In the dub. It's so bad. In the dub, Pooh Bear sounds like, I mean, Gluttony sounds, <laughs> Gluttony sounds like Pooh Bear. Uh, oh, no. oh my goodness. Oh no. Oh. Ooh, in the in the Japanese he his voice is a little higher pitched. So it's actually more of like this like strange kind of whine. It's more childish. So it's it's much yeah. easier to stomach, no pun intended. Um it's oh. it's good. Uh but yeah, I I literally stopped watching it because of Gluttony's voice. I was like, I can't. I cannot. That's, it's, it's interesting. No offense um, to that voice actor, okay. whoever you are. I, I just don't care. You do a great job matching the brain cells. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, then, all of a sudden, Gluttony's little eye thingy portal goes crazy again, and is going to get Ling, and Ed jumps in front of it, because Ed now will run back, and, and all of a sudden, Al's hand's gone. Envy's gone. Uh, Actually, and Envy was like split. We hear that. <laughs> yeah, Envy. Envy. I assumed was dead. Yeah. And then Gluttony has swallowed Ed and Ling, and I'm like, Ugh! and it just like that's it. That's away. We don't go back to that scene. And, and then it goes I, to I, it's, it's happy, happy little ending song. Oh wait, no, there was something else. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. We get a little more. Okay. Because that's what I texted you. What a cliffhanger! I'm so mad. Uh, but it cuts over to another horrible cliffhanger. Uh, Mustang being guilt-ridden <gasps> about leaving kids in the battlefield. Oh, right. And he makes Hawkeye stay outside, and he's going to go inside and talk to this general he had heard about. And he tells Hawkeye, like, you have to stay here if I don't come back so you can get away. And she's like, that's not going to work. He goes, fine, stay here. And if I don't come back, he's like, then you can come in. She's like, fine. And so he looks at her and goes, you're a stubborn one. And she goes, yes, but you already knew that, sir. And I was like, oh, second ship is going real well. Not as smooth <laughs> as the first one, but going real well. Um, so Mustang's trying to see who he can trust. And so he goes to this one general, and this general's like, yeah, 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 and brings him into this tea. And it's a trap. It's a trap. It's all these leaders. They know, we assume they know everything. It's all Bradley's underlings. And he's like, Bradley's a homunculus, and he's like, oh yeah, am I? And he walks out of the shadows, and he's like, tell me about this homunculus thing. And then it cuts away, knowing that Mustang is stuck in this room with Bradley and all these people who we presume are evil also, from the discussions they were having. And then it cuts to Ed. Ed is in this dark place, there's blood all over the floor, and debris, and fire, and it looks like whatever else Gluttony ate that night... And then he's like, where am I? And the episode ends. And I was like, we just got like three cliffhangers and I'm upset. I don't know if Ling's alive. I don't know where Ed is. I don't know what's happening with Mustang. Al's still out there in the forest with no hand with gluttony. And that's how this episode ends. It was a lot. And that's our four episodes. <laughs> it was too Ouch. much. I feel like Ouch. everything... And that's what I texted that Lauren. Everything uh, we were leading up to was just, it all just really hit its head 
in this episode, and it was so intense. Yes, absolutely. So intense. Yeah. Well, uh, so questions that we need to remember. There's Um, one. We said one earlier. Yeah, I only wrote one down. It's, uh, why are we and Marco good candidates for sacrifice if they haven't seen the truth? Yes. Or have they seen the truth? Yep. Have they seen the truth and we just don't know? Uh, also, mm, are Ed and Al uh, connected and then, through the truth? Yeah. Are their bodies connected? Is Ed feeding Al's body? And then, where is Ed? Yeah, where is Ed? Ed? Where? Is Ling alive? Is Ling alive? Uh, <laughs> Number one. My favorite character. Is Ling alive? <laughs> I don't know what happened here. Is Ling alive? Uh... Can Envy regenerate that Gluttony just ate half of them? Yeah. Because uh, we know they can regenerate, but, like, I don't know where they are. So if they're, like, in two different places, can they regenerate? I don't know. Uh, but, yeah. And then who is Pride? Who yeah. Is Pride? Because the Fuhrer was talking to Pride. And also, oh. why were when the Sins talking about Father... It showed an image of Daddy Elric. Oh, there you go. That's a good question. Oh, another one. Most <laughs> important question. Why can't a horse be native to the woods? <laughs> That's <laughs> Biggest question of the night. Haunting. Why couldn't Envy be a horse? Absolutely haunting. So, there we go. Why couldn't we have a Clydale running around? Uh, big questions. Oh, deep. Well, deep insights right So, here. next... Next episodes we're going to watch for next week is 25 through 28. It is 25, Doorway of Darkness. Uh, 26, Reunion. 27, Interlude Party. And 28, Father. Uh, Maybe we finally meet them. uh, Maybe. Uh, 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 So, uh, that's next week. Tune in next week. This is... uh, this is our first episode of November. <gasps> wow, happy November. Woo! Happy November. Also, if you dressed up like any anime characters for Halloween, please send them to yeah, us. Yeah, we like that. Uh, we want to see what you dressed up like. We, or if you just dress up as anime characters in general, let yeah, us know. Yeah, we like that too. Like. Or if you got cool art or want to give us like shout-outs or anything, or you want to have something shout-out on the show, look down here. That's Gateway Anime. Uh, podcast at gmail.com. Look, look at that. Look. Right there. Right there. See, look at that. See, look. That's. I that's check it every day. It's just uh, you empty. You can also put it on our social. So. <laughs> hey, we got one today of a billing notice. I saw that. <laughs> I was like, oh, Lord, did cancel that I forgot. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do that tonight, probably. Yeah, so. you should do that tonight. Uh, you can also tweet us at Gateway Anime Pod. Uh, you can also post on our Instagram, Gateway Anime Podcast, uh, or our Facebook, Gateway Anime Podcast, or like and subscribe on our YouTube channel if you're watching us, Gateway Anime Podcast, right here. Uh, we can't have a specific URL yet, because, um, we're not, like, we have, we're still a baby channel, and we don't have enough followers, uh, so, that's your job. Yeah. It's your job, world. Give us some followers. Get to work. Jeez. Get to work. Tell your friends. Tell your friends about us. Tell your dad, because he doesn't understand you, and you want him to. (laughs) He'll just be like, okay, yeah, that's great. It's not gonna work, but you could try. Just, mm, good job. He'll do the 
Fury King Bradley and be like, okay. Uh, and if you're a horse that can talk, hit us up, Mr. Ed. Or if you know uh, a horse that lives MB. in the woods. I just want to know. Let us, <laughs> let us know. Send us let a us picture. Know. Or if there's a talking dog that lives in the woods with red eyes. I don't want that Actually, one. don't no. send us a picture I just want that. the horse. No. Uh, <laughs> that's called a Wendigo, and I'm not a fan. Uh, unless it's the movie Antlers. Still needs to oh, I need to see that, too. Maybe tomorrow. Oh, is my mask in your car still? Oh my god, did you, you, I forgot you put that in my car. It probably is. I it did. It probably is. Well, Lauren's got a really spooky antler mask You can't, mask you can't really see through it, I found it, but it is really cool. No, it doesn't line up to your actual no. eyes, because we don't have deer eyes. Unfortunately. But, uh, it's, it's fun and spooky. Uh, Can you imagine? We don't have bulbous <laughs> eyes that look in two different directions. Oh, that'd be cute. Uh, unfortunately. unfortunately. Well, anyway, y'all, I'm not going to keep us here too long. Uh, please watch for next week, and guess what? We love you, and we yeah. love anime. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Bye! Bye. <laughs>